Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hey folks, it's Lyle. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about a new thing I'm doing where you can help support my lizard endeavors by becoming a premium member of this podcast over at therapygecko.supercast.com. Premium members or Gek Legends as I call them, will be able to get every new and existing episode of Therapy Gecko completely ad-free. You'll also get a bonus podcast episode once a month, a bonus live show episode once a month from all of the live shows I've been doing around the world, a members-only live stream once a month. Plus, you'll also support my ability to continue hopefully doing this podcast for a long time, doing it around the world, and also supporting my ability to occasionally go eat a slice of of pizza. Go to therapygecko.supercast.com or find the link in the episode description to become a Gek legend today. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. What is going on with you? What is your name? My name's Bella. Bella, what did you want to call in to talk about today? a few things i kind of i wanted to ask you a question though and this is really funny because somebody in the chat i couldn't tell if it was my voice or like mannerisms or something but somebody in the chat asked if i was jewish and i was like shit like my do i sound jewish are you jewish? like maybe as a jewish yeah i am jewish but like do i but like it was just strange to me that somebody asked me that because i was like i don't feel like i sound super jewish but maybe i do like do you ever get people you, tell you that you sound jewish do you take it as a bad thing that you sound jewish no no, not at all. But I'm like, I'm. I feel like I'm very like culturally Jewish, but not religiously, because like Same. my yeah. parents are from my parents are from the Soviet Union, right? Or like originally Soviet Union. So like they yeah. immigrated when they were like in their teens, like before it collapsed or whatever. So like I'm Jewish, but like I don't know, like you weren't really allowed to be religious in the Soviet Union. So everybody's like kind of culturally Jewish, but not religiously. So like. I don't know. I'm kind of like an atheist. I don't really like believe in anything, but like culturally, like I still fuck with being Jewish. Like it's fun. So wait, okay. Back to the couple things that you wanted to talk about. Was this was was being Jewish one of them? Yeah, kind of. Because I feel like I've heard you talk about being Jewish before, and like how you yeah. heard. Of, did you go to Jewish camp or Jewish school? I think you fuck said yeah, school, I went right? to Jewish camp, man. I went to Jewish school from kindergarten third grade then i went to public school but then i was in hebrew school until i was bar mitzvah oh you did hebrew school did That's hebrew crazy. school did the, the uh did the jewish summer camps did did a little bit of the bbyo in high school and um oh my gosh you were a bbyo person <laughs> yeah so were funny. you yeah Dude, no, but I knew so many people who were. But that's the thing is, like, I was, like, Jewish, but not the kind of BBYO Jewish. It's just a different type. I actually got hazed in my BBYO chapter. They, like... What? Yeah, they... Well, there was this one night, I remember, where they, uh... They brought us down into a basement, and they made us all watch hardcore porn. And, uh, like... One by one, they would take us into this room and, like, drip hot candle wax on our back or something like that. Are you lying? Then, no, I'm 100% serious. And uh, oh one of our, one of, uh, I think, like, our parents found out and the chapter got in a whole bunch of trouble. But, oh my God. I mean, good times, good times. Yeah, that's crazy. I 
I dated this guy my senior year of high school who was BBYO Jewish, and he was like went to Jewish camp in um, in northern Wisconsin, and he was like a counselor, and it was just like such a big part of his life. And I just remember like kind of low key making fun of it at some. Oh, point. by the way, I just want to cl- like- clarify. I just want to clarify. I just want to clarify. I think yeah. people maybe in the chat got me wrong. The, uh, these were not adults doing this. These were this was other sixteen <laughs> year olds doing this. <laughs> Okay, just yeah, to be exactly. clear, just to be clear, that did not happen to me. That was not an adult dripping candle wax on me. That was no, another sixteen-year-old no. boy. <laughs> I, I, I was I was looking at the chat and I realized I, don't, I turned the chat off for a little bit, but I was looking at it and realized that maybe that did, it did not come off like that. No, maybe it sounded weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. But yeah, anyway. But no. No. Anyway, yeah. Like so. So my boyfriend had like he was like a big part of it, and I just like I made fun of it once, and he just was like so upset about the fact that i made fun of it but it really is like you know a big fucking funny thing yeah yeah no, i mean it it's also really funny, funny. like it they're um funny. <laughs> dude jews have this that like we're obsessed with shushing like i've never been shushed more in my fucking life than at any <laughs> um so there's always this point and it's always the, the most um dude like there's there's always like in bbyo and in Jewish summer campus. There's always this like one moment where like everything has to stop because a guy is about to say something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then everyone, and then the most, all the most annoying kids would look at you and go like, "Shh," and it's like, "Fucking!" I hope your head explodes. But there's, there's like certain actions I feel like that are just like so to me as a Jewish person, like so Jewish. Like and what? shushing is like such a Jewish thing. Okay, good. I'm, I'm like, glad. I'm glad. I'm not. I'm glad. I because I noticed that while I was. I have not been shushed since. No, it is leaving the, uh, the Jew uh, since the last Jewish event I was at. Did you have a bar mitzvah? I did. I did have a bar mitzvah. Well, did you have a theme? I did. My theme. You know, this is kind of tragic. Actually, my theme was the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, You're kidding. <laughs> th- and so let me ask, uh, uh, how many Los Angeles Lakers games do you think I saw before I settled on that as the theme of my bar mitzvah? I'm going to guess a solid zero. Fucking one, maybe. Oh, but here's the okay. thing is I was I was really into um, video games. And mm. but for some reason, I was I was like a very shy. I was a really shy kid. And I. As a kid, I, I really – it's funny because when I, when I, I didn't want to draw any attention to myself. I didn't want to – I just mm. wanted to like be as low-key as possible. I think that's what it's like in middle school. I mean maybe not for some kids who were a little bit better socially and whatnot. But I just really didn't want to draw any attention to myself. So I'm like let me just yeah. do a theme that is what everyone else is doing because that's – I was never – I'm not into sports. I was never into sports. But everyone was – did these fucking sports yeah. bar mitzvahs. So I was like, all right, let me do a basketball one. We'll all sign a basketball. It could have been so yeah, much cooler, yeah. though. I could have had a everyone sign a GameCube, and we could have had the Pac-Man table and the Mario table. It would have been sweet, yeah, but, but I, 13, I decided like, to... How were you supposed to know? I decided to conform. I even remember... I, uh, for, You know how you, give, you do the giveaways and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um. So my... I remember wanting to make my sweatshirt as minimalistic as possible. It says LRD twelve eleven ten on it, and that's okay. it. I didn't want any like graphics. I didn't want any like funny little things. I just wanted it to be very minimal, just for this weird thing of like I didn't want to draw any attention. Um, sure. There were no girls at my my, my bar mitzvah. There was one girl, and. Um, Oh, you didn't get to have like your your first little dance or whatever. There was just there was only one girl. I wasn't friends with really like any girls except for this one girl from yeah. uh uh from from sleepaway camp who came. And I remember my mom like right. acknowledging that like she was like so there's some I fucking something where my mom had the microphone. And she was like, and the one girl or something like she acknowledged the fact that there was only one, oh, one girl. And I remember feeling <laughs> feeling embarrassed about that. But um, Yeah, yeah. But they're kind of embarrassing things, aren't they? Like, if you don't like having a lot of attention on you, then it's pretty much your worst nightmare, right? Because, like, that's all it is. It's just, like, your name plastered on everything and so much attention on you. It's just awkward, I feel like. But I don't know. I mean, I never had one. So it was always super fun to go to other people and see kind of 
like what their thing was like. I don't know. I thought we thought it was super fun. Here's a cool thing. My bar mitzvah, because really because there was no girls, like it, we didn't do a dance thing. Right. 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 It's not a bunch of like boy, you know, twelve year old boys aren't. They're not really into like dancing to the hits, you know. No. So it was no, that we had not. it at Dave and Buster's, and everyone oh, got game go. cards. They Dude, do bar mitzvahs. We yeah, had a Dave and Buster's bar mitzvah, and okay, uh, no, everybody. Your bar mitzvah was actually probably really fun because it was. I went to one that was at a go kart place, and it was actually so much more fun than any of the other ones I went to. So much more fun than the dance party ones. We all had game cards, and uh, it was it was cool. I looked like shit. My hair was even longer than it is now. Um, yeah, it was covered in pimples is bad, but. Yeah, but like that sounds way more fun than the other ones I went to because they did like the because I don't know I don't know what you guys called it but here in the Chicago suburbs we called it like a snowball dance so like you'd basically just be like the boys would be in a circle facing outwards and then the girls would be in a circle outside the boys facing inwards and then they'd say like they play music and then when they'd say snowball you had to stand in front of the person you landed on and like dance with them for a little bit and. Seriously, it was the most awkward and embarrassing that thing that I've ever done in my entire hell. life. Yeah. It was it was so awkward. And like the fact that like the boys knew that they kind of had to put their hands on your hips, but they would like barely touch your hips because they were scared. So you're just standing like two feet apart. And and it's just awkward. And there's a DJ and all the parents are watching you. So it's uncomfortable. And like that's just what we did. And then there was another like another version of it, I guess, where like it wasn't a game. It was just like whoever's bar about mitzvah it was, they would stand in the middle of all these other kids and then they'd like pick their first dance. And then whoever they picked for their first little snowball dance was like a huge deal because then everybody would assume that that was who you had a crush on. And then they'd say snowball and then you'd pick another partner and then at some point kind of everybody's dancing. But you'd be standing there and you'd be freaking out thinking, when is somebody going to pick me? And what if they don't? What am I going to do? You know? You know, all the, like, it, it's funny. I... I... All those kinds of anxieties that are very – they're very specific to that time period in your life, you know? Yeah. It's fine. I don't think about that stuff anymore because now I'm like no one – nobody can – no, nobody can scare me that much with social no. anxiety. Anymore. No, definitely not. I'm, you know what's I'm funny? I'm gonna. I actually. This is. I'm thinking about this right now. I'll tell you this. So, uh, in back when I was getting kind of trained for my bar mitzvah, what they would do is they would have you go to somebody else's bar mitzvah at the synagogue to like observe and oh. see how they do it. And I was invited to this. Well, I. And so I had to go to – I wasn't invited, but I, 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 I literally was not invited to this person's bar mitzvah, but I had to go to, go to it because it we, we were at the same synagogue. And at this girl's yeah. bar mitzvah is like all these kids from my middle school who were like uh. I, the popular kids, the lacrosse players, whatever. And um, I was like scared of them. Like I didn't want to draw – I didn't want to be yeah. seen. I didn't want – there's something about them like – it just scared me, and so I, I just kept, like, standing outside of the shul, like, looking in. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. And, and I I was, like, having a panic attack. I, like, went into the to the uh, restroom, and I was, like, just hiding there. Like, I didn't want to go in. And, um, yeah. All right. And you know what? I'm thinking, you know what? I want to talk about this right now, because I thought, I was thinking about that story just now in my head. I was going to tell it to you, and I thought I was over yeah. it. But... Dude, I was in dude, I was in Hawaii for my tour. Um yeah. uh so, you know, a week ago. And I was yeah. staying at a hostel and the hostel was having this like booze cruise event. And I didn't have anything I didn't have anything else going on. I was just there alone, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to this like booze cruise event with the hostel. And I, they were all meeting at the pier, and I okay. walked over to the, I walked over to the pier, and I saw everybody who was gathered at the booze cruise, and it was all these like, like, like early twenties, like very attractive people 
who they mm. just looked like they were on this like different echelon or something like that. Like they were like cool, yeah, peep, peep, whatever, whatever it was. That same kind of thing from middle school. And I yeah, walked it by it, yeah. and I and I, I fucking I was doing the same thing a yeah, week ago that I yeah. did at the at at the shul where I'm like looking in, being like, oh, I don't know if I want to go in there. I don't know if I want to go in there. And so I just I, just, oh, I didn't yeah, go man. on the on the booze cruise. I just I just got. But do you regret it though? Like, do you wish that you would have gone? Okay, so then the the hostel had this whole like WhatsApp chat that I was in, and then yeah. it's like midnight or so. Oh, it's the next day. And everyone in the group chat is like, dude, uh, memories for life were made on that booze cruise. Oh. Everyone was like, oh my god, this was so fun last night. So glad I went. Things got a little crazy. And I was looking at it and I, I laughed. I was like, that's, that's, it felt very like a sitcom y thing. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe the next place that you go, like where you're, you find yourself in a similar situation, you should just like really force yourself to go just to like break that pattern. Like, maybe it'll help to, like, reframe that in your head. That, like, just because there's hot people doesn't mean that you're not allowed to go, you know? Yeah, sometimes, um, I mean, I, there's, I have a lot of times in my life where I feel extremely socially confident, especially in, you know, it, it, well, I'm in, I'm in all these scenarios nowadays where, like, it's my, it's my universe, you know, like, I'm, yeah, like it's your you know, like, if I'm at, like, my, my, one of my live shows and I'm talking to people, it's like, I feel very com- cause, comfortable because it's like, this is, this, is, this is me socially existing in a universe that I've created, you know, or if I'm yeah. at like, uh, you know, whatever, something like that. But if I'm like, if it's like a foreign country, fucking nobody knows yeah, me. I don't know yeah, anybody. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh shit, I'm like nervous again. Like I was in middle school. And I think no, in my head, I, I want to get to... I'd love to 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 to, to ch- challenge myself and get to that point where I feel. And some days, I, a lot of days, I do. A lot of days, I I can just kind of walk into a group of people like, "Hey, what's up? What's going on?" Like I I do have that ability. Mm-hmm. But yeah. some days, some days I don't. And I want to be able to make sure I I want to try to get to a point where I, I I I always feel comfortable just approaching a group of strangers or putting myself out there in that way. And it's cool because I think yeah. spending a lot of time in my own universe you know at socializing with people you know in my gecko suit which even even when it's like strangers and i'm in my gecko suit it's still yeah. it's still my universe it but feels. like but the gecko suit is also like it almost it's like a disguise of some kind do you know what i mean so it's like when you're right. not wearing your suit it's like you don't have that disguise on so it's almost like a harder for you to go and be that same person that you are with right. the suit on and, you and know? so it's like it's kind of like that, I feel like, you know. So like I'm in, I'm, I'm like outside of this booze cruise thing, and I'm like, and I, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, fuck, I thought I was like, I thought I passed, I thought I, I thought I graduated from this, yeah, you know, in some way. I thought I graduated from ever being like socially anxious again. Um, yeah, but, but it was also, like, it was also kind of cool because it made me feel like I have more to, more to develop. No, for sure, but also like nobody ever is like socially adapt all the time you know like you're gonna have off days and i feel like that's not a big deal it's just like as long as you're like aware that you like want to do something or don't want to do something you know but like you're, nobody's expecting you to go and be social and go to every single booze cruise you could possibly go no on, but it's not about, it's not about it but that's the, it's not about other people expecting me it's it, it, or, or it's not about what other people expect of me it's about it's me you. yeah no yeah. it's not yeah it, it's it's a it's a desire within me to be like, sure. dude, I, I, I fucking can, like being able to be like, I can walk up to any person, any whatever group of people, anyone I think is interesting. I want to talk to and just fucking talk to them. Yeah. No. And and yeah. what the nature of what I do makes that easier because there's the, there's like a context to it of like, hey, I'm here yeah. making a thing. And that's my reason to be talking to you right now. But talking to yeah. somebody who you have no reason to talk to is like scary. You know, yeah. Scary. But even if you, I mean, you know, if you're at a hostel or you're at a party or something, I think about it, like if you're at a party or a bar or whatever, it's like everybody's there. People are usually there to meet other people, which is, is yeah, to meet other people. Yeah, and they and they most likely feel the same way you do. It's true. Yeah, it's true. That's so fair. That was the most 
I've, um, I think, uh, uh, in concession, not concession, constant. That's the most I think I've talked on this podcast just now. Oh, cool. I'm glad that I could get that out of you. That's pretty sick for me. Yeah, you're like, um, you're doing, you're doing some therapy, Bella. Well, I was going to tell you, um, my mom is a therapist and has been a therapist for most of my life. So I think I kind of have a little bit of an edge. Um, we've also, I've like, we've listened to your podcast together before. Oh, cool. And she's like, yeah, and she's very like, oh, like, this guy's doing therapy. And I have to explain to her multiple times, like, no, mom, like, he's not a real therapist. Well, what does your mom think people, of, like, what does your mom think of my therapy? Um, she... Do you remember when you had that episode with that girl and her boyfriend, the therapist? And he's yeah, kind oh, of she's like, like that. She thinks it's not a good idea. No, no, no. No, 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 no. She doesn't think it's a bad idea. She, She's fine with it. Like, we were listening to an episode about, like, the guy who ran away to join the circus or whatever. And she, like, thought it was really entertaining. And I think she said that she liked how you ask a lot of questions. Like, that's what she said. She was like, it seems like he's really genuinely interested in what people, like, what people's life stories are and, like, what they're trying to say and kind of like he's good at reading people kind of what she said but i think she said that i mean this is just my mom though my mom's kind of crazy but she was no, like hit me hit me he, <laughs> she said that the biggest mistake that most early therapists make is that they spend a lot of time asking other people questions and don't give them genuine time and space to like actually reflect on what they're saying so they ask questions because they don't know how to fill the silence kind of but like she, I mean, but also, like, she's been a therapist for years, so, like, you can't expect yourself to be at this level, obviously, but she was like, yeah, like, you kind of need to learn how to, like, fill the silence and, like, let them sit in that silence a bit. But, I mean, like, you're not doing the, that kind of therapy, so, like, well, you have, tell, I feel like you tell, have good silences sometimes. Tell your mom I have more Twitch subscribers than her. You absolutely do. No, you 100% do. So, don't no, even worry. Like, you guys are on different um, levels. Well, um, you said you had a handful of things. You, we talked. We talked a pretty long time about being Jewish. Was there any other um, yeah. things in your handful of things that you wanted to talk about? Um, like a little bit. Um, I like talked to the chat a little bit. I, I graduated from college in winter twenty twenty one, and then um, I spent a few months working. And then I actually, I actually lived in New Zealand for a year. So I went. I came back from New Zealand in June, and I like. I'm actually, I'm kind of mad at you, Loki, because you announced that you were going to New Zealand and Australia, and I was so fucking excited to see you, and then I had to leave because my visa was over June 7th, so I had what? to get out of the country, and then you came later. What, what city are you in now? I'm in Chicago. I'm in the suburbs of Chicago. Oh, fucking, I'm, I'll be in Chicago in 2024. Yeah, I know you will. I actually, that's the other thing I was going to say, and I was, this is a really good, good chance that we talked, because... Um, I, I low-key DM'd you on Instagram about this, but no big deal. You didn't see it. I'm not mad or anything, but <laughs> um, I have friends in Toronto. So I bought tickets to Toronto to see you because I knew you are coming there kind of soon. And I was like totally planning on going. But then I got back from New Zealand and I haven't been able to like find a like super steady job. So like now I don't think I can go to the Toronto show. So if anybody is in Toronto and wants to buy those tickets, like there's tickets available now. So you should definitely do that. Um, I think it's a 10 p.m. show. But yeah, so I'm really upset because I almost saw you in New Zealand and then I was almost missing you in Canada. And I will, I, I will, I will, I will eventually, eventually, I, I will come to where you are living and you will not have to uh, leave the country to see me um, flail around in a gecko costume before your very human eyes. I know. And it's going to be like the greatest thing ever. And I'm super excited about it. Where did um, you, where did you go when you came to Chicago? Uh, I went to the Lincoln Lodge, but I think next year I'll probably do a oh, little bit cool. bigger of a venue. Yeah, no shade to, to the Lincoln Hall. Lodge. Lincoln Lodge are good homies. Um, oh, say again? Cool. No, no, no. I was just, yeah, I just said like Lincoln Hall is also like a cool. I don't know if that's, I don't know what Lincoln Lodge is. Maybe that's. Is, Link, is Lincoln Hall, though. is that a big theater? Lincoln Hall? Yes. It's like, like they do like live music and stuff there. Oh, okay, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm big enough to fill it, but not but not, I'm not big enough it's yet. Not, it's not a super big place though. It's not huge. I mean, I feel like you could. Um, Bella, cool. any final any final things you want to say to people at the computer before we go? Um, always say yes to things. Um, and except if somebody um, asks if they can kill you. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. Say yes to things if they're things that you think you should do. Um, and I don't know. You can always catch up on sleep later. I feel like people people go to bed too early. You can always catch up on sleep. Thanks for that's calling, Bella. Thanks for picking up, Lyle. Shout out to the... Uh... Uh, I don't know. I wonder how many people who listen to this are Jewish that you know really got it, really were in on, on 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 some of the hard, hard issues me and Bella were talking about. Hey, folks! This episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8 Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com gecko. Liquiddeath.com gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high-interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Hello folks, it's Lyle. This concludes the phone call slash Judaism portion of this podcast and begins the portion of this podcast where we teleport to one of the most isolated big cities in the world, Perth, Australia, which is surrounded by miles and miles of uninhabitable forest and yet people still manage to live there, eat food, look at each other, and say words, just like they do all over the world. I was on, as I was in Perth on tour this summer, and I and I took to the streets. I set up some chairs and some microphones, and I managed to talk to some people there, and that is what you are about to listen to. They're fun interviews, so strap in. We're going to talk to some real-life people. Let's go to Australia. Oh, goodness. What's your name, man? Uh, Diego. Diego, nice yes. to meet you. Nice to meet you. What are you doing here in Perth? Uh, studying. Cool. Do you live here? Yeah. What, uh, what are you studying? Currently, zoology. Zoology? Yeah. Okay, what, ki- what kind of gecko do you- am I? It's a test. Fuck. Green lizard gecko. You passed. Thank you. Here's your degree. Just kidding, I'm, oh. I don't. I don't have that kind of authority. Pass? Although I don't know, I, I how how hard I was gonna say I don't have that kind of authority, but how hard is it to become be authorized to give out zoology degrees in Perth? I feel like it's easy, right? I would say it's easy because it feels like everyone just gives them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too much of a like a degree based thing. It's like if you read books about animals. You won't know about animals. You gotta like go and like touch them and just like. Fuck Have you ever seen? Them. When I was a child, there were advertisements all over uh, um, TV yeah. for this thing called Zoo Books. Zoo. Do you know what Zoo Books nah. is? 
Maybe it was an American thing, but there's things called zoo books, and you would send a check for like twenty dollars in the mail, and then every week they would send you a book about a different animal. Oh, that's hype. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so maybe I don't know. Maybe you can, you can probably learn everything you need to know for your zoology career from the zoo books. <sighs> maybe. Oh, of course. It's it's Lachlan again. Oh, of course. Wait, crap. What was they saying to you? Sorry. No, you know, you never apologize for anything. Okay. Zoo books. Zoo books. What are you planning to do with your degree in zoology? An excuse to go to places. An excuse to go to places. Yeah. What places? Africa, Antarctica, the Amazon. Oh shit. That sounds cool, man. Maybe I'll do being a gecko in Antarctica one day. Are there uh, people chilling down there? Yeah, a couple of scientists. Okay. That are bored as fuck. Why, um, how long have you lived in Perth for? Were you born here? No, two years. Moved two years. from Panama. From Panama? Yeah. Why Perth? Low standards. Low standards. Ah, get fucked, Perth. Low standards? Yeah. Why is that, um, why low standards? I couldn't get into Bristol. Okay. I felt that I couldn't get into Queensland University. Tasmania looked too boring. And the only middle ground was Perth. So you are here because you are literally here because it was your last option. Yeah. Damn. That's a bummer. Sorry, Perth. I'm sorry. What? Do, are you having fun here? It's a cool city. I, li- I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm only, like, I'm only here for five minutes. But I like the crackheads. Yeah. Have you seen crackheads around? I've I've seen a few. The politically correct term is people who like to smoke crack. People who like to smoke crack. Yeah. You've seen a lot of um. Yes. People who like to smoke People crack? People who like to smoke crack believe. I also like to smoke crack and ask me if I have crack to smoke with them. But you, I, here's the thing. I, I, By the way, I get... People who like to smoke crack. Have you ever smoked crack? I, I haven't smoked crack. I've been offered cracked. Yeah. I've heard it's very beneficial for your mental health, but um, not in What, crack? Yeah, crack. Okay, you... <laughs> The univ- the u- they really are teaching some stuff at the University of Perth. <laughs> Where did you learn that crack um, was, be- was beneficial for your mental health? From a crack enjoyer, he was he was telling me he had less depression, less anxiety, just overall better life as as a crack enjoyer. Mm-hmm. Did did he kind of sell you on it a little bit? Almost. Yeah. Almost, you were yeah. thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. It's like if you went to your therapist and there and you were like, hey, the SSRIs. They're not working. Do you have any crack? <laughs> I've heard they're doing like something with like where you take meth. You heard they're doing something where you take meth. Yes. Where the therapy where uh, you take meth to relax. Meth therapy. Meth therapy. What kind of makes sense, right? Because there's MDMA therapy. There's um, like uh, mushroom therapy and all that stuff. Meth therapy. Meth therapy. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Would you would you do that? Uh, I haven't been pushed to that point, so no, not so far. But I am one to, in a safe, controlled environment, I wouldn't say no. Okay. Um, you know, I w- I kind of think that, uh, like I said, I get the people on the streets who are doing meth because I look. I'm a curious guy. I like. New life experiences. I like doing stuff. Yeah, I could totally see myself getting addicted to crack or meth. Tot- I am no different from those guys. I could, it could, I could totally be doing that. I feel there's a difference because, like, I feel to like start doing hard drugs, you need to be in a low point in life. Sure. And so, like, I feel someone could do like a hard drug, meth, crack, something like that, and still get out of it. If a normal life is like better, it's like I could be doing crack, or I could be going around, chilling, eating ice cream. You feel like going around chilling, eating ice cream, is your crack? Yes. That's really better, nice. Better than crack. Yeah. It's better than crack. Yeah. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> eating ice cream better than crack. There's this great ice cream place around here. I'm eating ice cream. Better than crack? Yeah. I haven't tested crack, but... Hey, I got one. Crack-flavored ice cream. I don't reckon it would taste good. You don't think it would taste good? Because crack 
is just baked cocaine. For a guy who's never smoked crack, you seem to know a lot about crack. I've been curious enough about it to like research. Mm. You know. Here's the thing, though. Um, oh, it's in your research. Yeah, my research. Did you find out anything about that would be kind of made you want to do it? Mm, shrooms. But I feel like that, that's like a introductory psychedelic. In Panama, how's crack? Is there crack going on over oh, there? So much crack. Yeah. Yeah. Like more than here. Much more. Okay. And cocaine a lot. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever uh, do any cocaine or crack no. in Panama? Haven't been offered a lot. Okay. You know, it's like a, you're like with, with your friends chilling. They're like, want some cocaine? I'm like, no. I think it's getting late, and then you leave. Mm. Okay, so you know when to leave. You leave the party right before it starts. Yeah. Just, good. just before the yeah, before the good party begins. I'm like, I gotta go eat ice cream. Are you a party person? No. What do you like to do in your free time? I don't know. I do have free time, and then I go to my room. I do something. Like, I go to my bed. I lay in bed. I get up. It's gone. You go to your bed. You lay in bed, and it's gone. It's gone. What's gone? The time. Do you, are you happy? Do you like life? Yeah. What would make it better? Oh, what would make life better. Less law. Less laws. Less laws. Like what? What law do you want to get rid of? Trespassing. Where do you want to trespass? That this laws are preventing. I don't want to trespass. I want to walk. Like, like into other people's yeah, homes. Like, like oh, the factory. Why can't I be here? You want to be able to go into a factory. Yeah. What fact? What kind of factory? I think factory. Candy any factory? factory? Yeah, any factory. You want to go into a candy factory? Yeah. Well, actually, I heard there's there's a guy who's he's going to let five people into his candy factory. No. But do you, they have to each find a, a golden ticket. Oh, damn. Fuck. You really want to... Do you really want to... Where, where else do you want to trespass? Museums. You can just... Go in for free. Yeah, but like, there's the, cause like, I feel at night there's a better vibe to it, you know? It's that's like, not true. You ever seen, that's not true. You ever seen the movie The Night at the Museum? Yeah. It's fucked up in there. Great vibes. It's not good vibes. Great vibes. It's not good vibes at all. I don't think, I don't think. Look at Diego, yeah, you yeah, your name yeah. Diego, you seem like a nice guy. Yeah. You really do. Thank you. But I don't think you'd last a, five seconds. And at the night at the museum, I would, I would thrive. No, you would. No, no, no. No, I, you no, wouldn't. No, no, you would get I, killed no, immediately. No, 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 no. Right? Because here's the thing: everybody with hostile, charged opinions. No one is open-minded. I'm open-minded. Oh my gosh! I, I'm a Roman emperor, and I'm gonna decapitate some kids. Are you? A, are you gonna help me or no? I won't help you, but I will. But I won't oppose you. Why? Because he has an army. I don't know if surviving in the night at the museum is about being open-minded. I think it's about unique because here's the thing. The guy who wants to behead kids. What's the Roman emperor yeah. who wants to behead kids? I believe so, yeah. Someone wants to behead kids. It's one of those yeah, guys. Um, here's the thing. He's not going to ask you whether or not you apply. You're just in his way between him and the, He just wants to behead. He didn't even care for their kids. Sure, but like, but he's like... So he'll behead you immediately. He won't care that you're open-minded to your own beheading. As a person, as a, as a equal, or, or or like as a background character, am I just here to see what's gonna happen, or am I here to play a role in? in also, his life? it's not just guys. There's lions and elephants running I do, around, I do and they and they cannot be reasoned with at all. Uh, but I have, but I do zoology. 
I can speak to lions and elephants. That's a good point. I didn't realize that. Okay, maybe you would survive at the night at the museum. Thank you. What's your name again? Diego? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Yes. We need a Bible too. Oh, like a sequel to the Bible? Yeah. I think you're the guy to write it. Thank you. And in it, you can prophesize for a new society, perhaps one to be built right here, perhaps one to be built right here in Western Australia, where crack and trespassing are fully legal. Yes. You already got you already got you already got one twelve year old on board. Fifteen. Fifteen? Three more right. years and it's like okay. Alright, start this in three years when okay. they're voting age. What's your name again? Diego. Diego. Thank you. Thank you for talking to the gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, and Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics, such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the cream tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. I was just kind of sitting there because, like, I, I, I thought I wouldn't go straight off to work because it feels nice to have someone that's really excited to talk to you. Yeah. Like, you, you lit up when, when you, I'm just somebody coming through and you lit up like, oh, my God, it's Rowan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, you were, um, you were walking by while I was setting up and you came over to me. Yeah. And I, and I, did, I did light up. I was like, oh, shit, somebody's willing to talk. Because a lot of the times I'll sit down and nobody will want to talk to me. <laughs> And you seem like a friendly guy. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm not too... I'm not amazing. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, on a scale of things, I kind of even out in some places, you know? Like, I don't earn that much money, but, you know, I read. So, like, it's... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm kind of thinking of, like, a, a dating sphere of, like, I have hobbies. Oh, sure. But oh, your, your sexual marketplace yeah, value. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Do you... How's... how? Where do you think you land on that? Um... Like a like a solid like around about seven like a bit above average. That's know? pretty good. Mm. Do you, are you on any of the dating apps? Uh yeah yeah yeah. It's funny though. Perth is a bit of a puddle, so I've run into the issue with Tinder where I'm starting to circle back on people I knew in high school, mm. and so I've stopped looking. Hmm. Okay. Because I don't think that's. I forget how close you have to be to a sure microphone. No, you get this is perfect. Oh, this is all good. Yeah, 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 I think so. Testing one two. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've kind of circled back on like people I knew from high school, and I'm just not going down that route because like I used to live way further south of here, and so I've moved up here so I don't have to run into those people anymore, and uh, this probably isn't helping. But uh, 
I've just like kind of escaped that area now, so I don't need to go back. You know. What kind of person were you like in high school? Um, just a bit of a nerd. Yeah. Just, just like a uh, bit of an attention seeker. Yeah. Interesting. Nerd and attention seeker don't typically go together. Typically, when you mm. think of a nerd, you think of somebody that's a little bit more reserved and introverted. But yet, you were a nerd attention seeker. How yeah. did that work? Well, kind of like you spend your first part of high school kind of being a bit introverted you know like i don't want to talk to anybody but then you get to the end of high school like year 11 that kind of thing you realize i don't have that many friends mm. or the friends that i do have are are a bit like people that don't shower enough mm. um so you kind of like try and step out of yourself but you're not practiced it so by the end of high school you're kind of like you're trying to step out of yourself but you're not really used to it like, right now, I'm a bit nervous, and this is just, like, being on camera. Mm. Like, I'm still a fairly introverted person. Mm. Like, having to step out of yourself and forcing yourself, you become a bit of an attention seeker, mm. and you start, like, quoting co comedic bits at people. Mm. Like, a bit like, almost like people who are uh, really edgy teenagers. Yeah. Kind of like a lashing out thing, but not in the same way where I didn't, like, scream racial slurs. Mm. Okay, so you were a little bit nervous. Yeah. And so it caused you to desire to seek attention. Yeah, in some I was, way, I was before. it was like, I didn't know what to do, so I just became center of attention kind of person. That's how I think a lot of, like, traditional cringiness maybe is mm. born. Mm. Is, like, people uh, who are nervous or a little bit awkward, like... Yeah trying to figure out how to validate their own existence. Yeah. So they'll, like, make noises and howl like wolves and stuff. And oh, yeah. I get it. I don't fault those people. Well, I think cringe is more, more of a thing of... I don't necessarily think I was being cringy. I think it's more of a thing of self-awareness. Yeah. Like, I think when you say, like, someone howling like a wolf, it's, bec it's because they've, like, spent a lot of time on the internet and, like, that's a niche that they've found themselves in. That's a community that they've, like, delved into. And they don't necessarily have the self-awareness of seeing themselves through other people's eyes. And that's where the cringe comes from, you know? Hmm. Are you dating anyone now? No, no. I... No. You, you hesitated for a second. Yeah, no, I like... You're, are you, you're, you're like... You, I, you, are you, you're talking to someone? You're talking to someone? Um, it goes in and out. Like, okay. I feel like I'm a, I'm a bit of a quitter. So, like, mm. if there's not the right amount of energy, I'm pretty quit to quit. Mm. quit, quit, quit you know, quit, I'm... I, no, no, I, I... So, like, when it comes to that, that energy, being mm. a, a quitter, when it comes to relationships or to jobs or to mm. things like that, I'm wondering that you could make arguments for and or, against yeah. that. And you could oh, be right for both of them because if a relationship is not working and making you happy mm. off the bat or a job is not working for you off the bat, then, you know, why stay? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, my resume looks like shit because I've had a bunch of different jobs. Just a month at each oh, place? Oh, yeah. I, I used to be, like, a, a trade assistant, so, like, I was just bouncing around different places in Rockingham and Quinana, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, my resume looks like shit, but I think when it comes to dating, it's, like, just... It's, it is a bit of a throwing darts at the dartboard, and, like, the minute I start, like, feeling like the energy is not there, which I suppose you're meant to, like, give it a second... I, you could you could really argue either way on that mm. because like uh, I don't know some people maybe they'll stay in a relationship for a little bit too long just trying mm. to make it work but you mm. I don't know that's a, it's a really complicated thing because yeah, like, some people could argue that you need to put in work to make things work and other people would argue that if it's right it's right maybe it's also I just hate gambling <laughs> I'm not I'm not a big sunk cost fallacy person it's just the minute the minute this is not it I'm like Scratchy's uh, never been my thing, or like the poker slots. Mm -hmm. I've never liked gambling, so maybe I just kind of trail that along everything, you know. What is your thing? What do you What do you do? What makes you tick? Ooh, at the moment it's Warhammer, like forty k. Is that a uh, board game? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's um, it's almost like uh, do you know the old like World War Two uh, simulation games where people would have a bunch of like green men and they'd like roll dice and I know like I know Call of Duty. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'd be kind of like an RTS that you play, like, turn-based kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's like, real nerd shit. It's is, like a... Is, uh, like, do you, on your Tinder profile? No. You don't mention that? No, this is like, that's like a, a deep stave. Yeah? I, I, I'm only saying it now because you seem like a nice person. See, I actually, I, can I, I don't, 
I try not to give unsolicited advice too often. Yeah. Can I give you unsolicited Absolutely. advice? Absolutely. I think you should open. I think the thing that you think is the deep thing, yeah. you open with it, actually. Mm. I think it would save you a lot more time. Mm. Because if you're waiting until, like, the third date okay. to show her your closet full of Warhammer figures, <laughs> that's a waste of time. You should open with the closet. Oh, have. Don't, don't eat. Have just your. First picture on Tinder, not even you in it, just oh, yeah, the, <laughs> just the closet of the Warhammer figures. <laughs> just space marines. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. then, look, here's the thing: you're gonna get a lot of you're gonna get a lot of swipe lefts, mm. right? But you're gonna get the Some right kind of quality, swipe right, quality, swipe quality. Lefts, and that's yeah. the thing with relationships. I mean, you only need one person for it to work. You can have, you can have literally every single woman in the world mm. despise you. Except for one, mm. and you're good. Yeah, and then you build a little fort, and you like, you you set up on a hill, well defended position. Then everyone else that despises you can't get close anymore because you've got a well defended position. Bit of a Mott and Bailey situation, you know. Yeah, and then you're you're playing Warhammer in real life. Exactly, you're like defending your tower. Except then you're just committing a bit of a slaughter. <laughs> What's life in Perth like? Um, it's a bit boring. Yeah, why? It's well, you. On a weekday, there's not really much you you can do. But uh, that being said, if you've got a car, plenty of things you can do. You go on a hike. But, like, it's not exactly like Sydney or Melbourne where you just go into the city, go to a bunch of bookshops and that kind of thing. Because, like, everything in Perth is kind of a chain. Mm. Perth isn't super independent, whereas Frio is a bit wanky. Now, Perth is its the most isolated city in the world, right? Mm. Is that true? Yeah. Is Does it feel isolated? Yes. Uh, recently, the band Odeboke Beaver... A Japanese punk band has come to Australia, but they're only doing East Coast shows, and that's very common. Like it's super. Not common. for your boy. It's not exactly doing a show. I came all the way here <laughs> to do. Uh, dude, I fucking. Uh, I think there's like, I think I sold like two hundred something tickets in Perth. Damn. I, I, right. I'm like, who the fuck what? in Perth? <laughs> who the fuck in this random city on the coast of Australia mm-hmm. is coming to see me? do this well to be fair because there's not much going on yeah there's like a there's, there is like a decent amount of people that just spend a lot of time online yeah so like I do go to concerts like um when I was 18 I went to Ninja Sex Party yeah I can't know who they they are. came to Perth and like yeah. that was like a fully packed thing and I wouldn't yeah. have expected that but it's just kind of like there's there's not much to do in Perth aside from being an alcoholic sometimes which is uh, so like it's a it, the entirety of Western Australia spans like the biggest state in the entire country, so people will come from all around. But the further you go out, the more likely it is that, like your hobbies revolve around the internet or like killing cows. Mm. Killing cows. Yeah. Like recreationally or oh no, I'm just thinking meat? like I'm just thinking like farming, like like um, like uh, is farming a hobby or is it like a? I mean, I, they do that everywhere. I mean, well, my friend's mother owns a. Um, what you call it a rescue and recently they had to they had to put down a cow because it had like cow cancer because it was that old that it had cow cancer and like it was this thing that weighed like two tons two metric and uh, a dairy farmer had to come through from the local and bring a rifle and gun it down all right so you should both here's what i think you open on the tinder profile mm. you open with the closet of warhammer figures mm. and then first date you open with the story about your friend's mom killing right, the cow with cancer. Right. And I that way, and if she's still there, she's the one. I th- but I think at the same time, coming off a bit too strong immediately and someone staying around with that is, I don't know if I agree Could with Could say that. something about them. Yeah. Yeah, that's Because, true. like, if I'm immediately like, I love you, I love you, my friend's dead cow. Um, and you're like, that's a really cool thing to bring up on the first date. I love that. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know that I want to stay with that person. So I think, like, necessarily you still need to be a little timid. But look, you and I both know, Yeah. in the most isolated city in the world, mm. can you be that picky? No, it's a puddle. Yeah, it's a puddle. What do, where you say, uh, so when I first talked to you, you mm. were on your way to work? Yeah. Where do you work? Uh, down in Coburn, uh, a warehousing place. Okay. Yeah. What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you house? Uh, all the fresh produce for coals around the state. Okay. I was wondering how you guys like get food here and shit. I'm so dumb, dude. Oh, do you want to hear how dumb I am? I um, 
I I saw, like, all right. So I just got. I literally just got here. I got oh, here you, less than twenty four hours ago. Oh shit! And when I go to a new place, I'm so dumb that everything I see, no matter what it is, I'm like, oh, that that they do that here. Mm. So I saw this girl, in the park, take a can of Red Bull, and pour it into a bottle of chocolate milk, and I was like. Oh, cool! They do that here. This is that's oh, like that, an Australian that's, thing. That's, chocolate that's milk a, that's and red a thing. Bull. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I mean no respect, but I think that might be an American thing. I think I'm <laughs> definitely like, sounds I, more like an American. Thing. I talk to Americans online, and that definitely seems like an American thing. What do Australian? What do what do you what do you guys think of America here? What's the American image? Um, a bit shit. Yeah. A bit shit. Yeah. 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 It's like um. I mean, like, it's not as bad as, like, Americans in Europe. Europeans hate Americans. They do. I, I did this all over Europe, and they hate America. Yeah, they don't think highly. But it's like a it's like a light British seasoning. Okay. Kind of like, not hatred for America, but like a, those dumb Yanks and their stupid imperial system. You guys got it cool down here because you're, all the, you're just all the way over there. So people, you get to just observe the rest of the world as it does its thing. Mm. And you're like, you're like the fly... On the wall of the world. Yeah, no. Um, the only thing is, like, because because the internet's so strong nowadays, culture is com- is like a bit different here. Like, I yeah, used, of course, yeah. I used to think like Australia was about ten years behind the curve on everything, uh, till about the Y two K era and onwards, mm-hmm. where like uh, as smartphones came out, like culture has just kept eye to eye with America and Australia kind right, of thing. Right, right. Where like you see people around here dress kind of the same way they would in America, mm-hmm. of like, you know, the baggy the baggy jeans and like the shirt and uh, like the Carhartt jackets. I've seen Carhartt way more in the last two years than I ever have in my entire life. I didn't even know it was a brand till two years what ago. What is it? Carhartt. I've never heard of that. In my never life. heard of car Carhartt. Car yeah, car also car, uh, Carhartt. I, uh-huh. It might be the way I'm saying it. I've never, I've never heard. Of, I, I'm not even. There's not even anything that you're saying that sounds like it's close to that. Mm, 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 mm. No, that's fair. That's fair. What makes you happy? Ooh, a good book. A good book. A good book. Yeah. Yeah. What's the last good book you've read? Are you about to pull out a book? This man, by the way, has a green backpack. I don't know if you can see it on the camera, but oh, let me see. Let me see this book. What we got here? The root of wild matter. The root of wild matter. It's a chasing the history, <laughs> mystery, and lore of the Persian carpet. You're. <laughs> I think someone just farted on you. Someone just farted I on me. I think someone just lifted a leg and toed on you. That went that way, but they're gone now. Oh, well. <laughs> good. That's see. That's that's a. They do that here. It's that's a, a blessing. Little, it's, it's a, a little good. Prank, yeah. See, I don't know any. I don't know anything about Australia. So in that moment, you could have told me, like, oh, that is a good, mm. that's a blessing. That means that they like you or that you're going to, it's good luck. You could have told me it's good luck when somebody in Australia farts on you. And I would have been like, oh, shit, hell yeah. I, I think, I think. Fart if, on my face right now. I think if I wasn't to lie to you, the, the one thing you should probably know is when people say, how you going, that just means hi. How you going? Yeah, when people just say, how you going, they don't actually want you to answer. Like, you have to extend the conversation to tell them how you going. That's everywhere. That's everywhere? That's everywhere. That's everywhere? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just like... But a- how you go in, um, that sounds like a nervous person combining the phrase, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, no. And how is it going? I mean, ha- half, the, half the dialectics of Australian English... Okay, you're reading an entire book about yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Persian carpet? <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck? Sorry, I got really into like uh, like Afghan war rugs about... like three months ago and I ordered this book immediately after that because I read through the Wikipedia page for Afghan carpets and then I went down a bit of a rabbit hole about them and so this is just a book about um, like exploring Afghanistan, Iran Iraq, Iraq Pakistan and that kind of places about like the carpet trade there This should be the second uh, This should be the second page. thing Yeah this should no. be the second thing I mean, I'm currently is. reading a um, 200 plus page book about carpets. It's a very good book. It actually, I was reading. No, actually, I'm looking into it, and it like it looks like it's like a travel log. Like it's not just yeah, about, no, like, no. It's, it's it's not just 200 pages of carpet facts. It's got it's got yeah, it's got chapters go. that are like purely factual, and then other chapters where like he talks about um, 
going into, I think, like an Iranian uh, hotel or something. And in the lobby, the guy turns on the TV and he was watching, like, porn previously and it comes up, like, a bunch of German women playing basketball naked. And it's like a little gag in there. And he's like, oh, my God, it's those, those Pakistani workers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, wow. There's a lot, there's a lot to learn in this. There's a little ev- excerpts about the poet Havez. Who? Havez. Uh, he's a, a, a poet from, I think... The, a while ago that I don't remember and like apparently it's a tradition in uh, uh, some countries to like at the start of the day open one of Havez's books of poetry to a a certain page or like a random page and that's like your uh, initiation for the day kind of thing what do you do you know any of his poems like by heart no oh well I uh the one I remembered, re- the one I've been like stuck on recently is um, the words you speak of the house you live in. What is the, what's the thesis of that? Well, like the things you say are like who you become. Mm. Like your words are quite powerful, and what you say is what you mean and what you become. And it's a bit like what you what you eat is who you are. What you eat is who you are. Yeah, I hope not. Or like whatever your mum used to say when you were younger. Oh, you are what you eat. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm terrible. I'm terrible with sayings. Hey, you know, um, Hungry Jacks. Yeah, that's just Burger King, it's just isn't Burger it? King, okay, yeah. I thought it was a different thing. No, 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 no. It's it, it, Burger King's like really different all over the world. I found. So you you were talking about poetry. Yeah. For for a lot for a while. You're talking. Like, you were talking about poetry for a while, and I yeah. paused for a second because I was like, oh shit, I don't know. I don't know how to keep up this conversation. Better change the topic to fast food, so no, that that's way I fair. can really keep up. American. <laughs> uh, before we go. Yes. What's your dream in life? What's my dream in life? Um. Starting a record label. Starting a record label? Yeah. I like how varied your interests are. Persian carpets, music, Warhammer. Oh, yeah. I, I just grab on anything that seems mildly interesting and just dig deep into it. What kind of music you want to make for this record label? Ooh, ska? Ska. <laughs> Genuinely ska. Yeah. Um, and, like, emo. Like, Midwest emo. Midwest emo? Yeah. Are you... Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, like okay. a... Have you ever heard uh, Glass Beach? No. They, they do like an emo, electronica, jazz kind of fusion. Okay. It's pretty fun. Hmm. Mm. Uh, with, as soon as you started talking about emo music, I was like in my head like, how am I going to bring this around to Don't fast food again? Don't waste your time on me. <laughs> I'm already the voice inside my head. Are yeah. you emo a little bit? Oh, back in high school, definitely. Okay. You seem like, you seem, you seem like you're doing well. I'm Is doing that, are you right. doing well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, right. I'm like a bit destitute when it comes to money. But aside from that, I'm doing well. You were telling how much is your rent per month uh, here in uh, Perth? For, for me, the split is four ways of five hundred bucks a week. So five hundred bucks a week. What was? What is that a month? Uh, that'd be idea? yeah. That'd be two grand all up a month. Two grand a month mm. split by four. Yeah. So five hundred bucks a month times point two. Th- what's two thirds of five hundred dollars? I'm converting it to United States currency. Oh fuck! That's like three hundred something dollars. I hate. I hate the number. That's pretty good. Th- I hate the number three. You hate the number. I three? I genuinely have a scourge against the number three. If you, if you, <laughs> there, you can't make a hole with a fraction of a third. It's nine 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 recurring. Loves Warhammer, Persian carpets, uh-huh. emo music. Mm. Hates. The number three. I like that you grappled onto emo music over ska. Usually, people grapple onto ska over emo music. There's a all right. So don't look, but there's some police yeah, no, officers the are here. Yeah, they're wondering why they're they're going to ask you for like. But, a busking uh, they're license. letting me. Um, they're let. They're not. They haven't yet kicked oh, no? me out here yet. So yeah. they're still staring at us. Mm. This might be the shortest episode of this I've ever done. That would be unfortunate. I mean, you could always go to a park. Um, I might just go over there to the cactus, or I might just post this and just be like, I talked. Yeah. To one guy yeah. in Perth. Because you're the perfect guy to talk to if I'm only going to talk to one guy. If you, if you, oh, that'd be amazing. If I could just post, just send that to people. Like, yeah, just, just you. It might, it, it might be. We'll see at the end of this conversation. I'm almost like, let's just keep talking for another 40 minutes. That way I, I'm, it's cool that they're, I'm not looking, I just oh, yeah, glance, no. but it's cool that they're letting us finish this conversation. I've got a feeling they might be asking you for a busking license. Which I have. Oh, you do. Excellent. You're prepared. Is there anything else you want to say to the people <laughs> at the computer before we go? Um, oh, Christ. Uh, sh- shit. Dismantled child labor in, the, in Pakistan. 
Sorry, I just read about no, that. No, I don't think you're going to get any um, I was trying to think dissent of an, on that. Yeah, I was trying to think of an issue in the world, and that's the best. I, that's, a, that's a solid issue to mm. raise awareness to. Here's the, the problem is that the people watching this... Mm. I don't. It's. I guess it's nice to spread awareness about issues, mm. but I don't know what they're gonna be able to do about it. Um, I I know there's a fellow that travels the world and does uh, conventions uh, where he actually talks about child labor and like specifically Pakistan. Mm-hmm. But I imagine there's some kind of like charity organizations. But you have to really research charity organizations before you send money, because I know I know in the past like uh, some cancer organizations just kind of pocket money. And just say, like, we're doing stuff with it. Loves Warhammer, emo music, mm. Persian carpets. Mm. Hates the number three child labor in Pakistan. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, child, child labor in general is not good, but Pakistan... Oh, sorry, sorry. Hates child labor in general. <laughs> I'm not, like, specific. Everywhere else, it's fine. <laughs> Tell you what. I'm, I'm, clip, I'm clipping that. Occasionally, I hire children, you know? <laughs> Their hands are really good for weaving. Yes. Mm. Yes. I'm starting a carpet. See, place. that's something you say for the third date. <laughs> What's your name again? Uh, Rowan, bro. Ro- what is it? Rowan. Rowan? Yeah. Nice to meet you, Rowan. I'll be like the, the place. Wait, are you late for your... Did you miss your train? Uh, no, I'll still be good. Okay, I'll good. Stay. All right. I like try and get there a bit early, but yeah. Well, thanks for being potentially the only person I talked to. That's all right. <laughs> awesome. Take care, Rowan. Thank you, brother. Hey, guys. It's me again. If you liked those conversations and you want to hear more from Perth, you can find the full video in the episode description of this podcast or by looking for the video on youtube.com slash Lyle Forever, which you should also subscribe to if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, that's that's the end of the podcast. I, I hope you liked it. If you did, be sure to sub- subscribe on whatever app you're listening to this to so I can uh keep doing this in the future thanks for listening and letting me be a gecko and talk to people around the world it's really cool and i feel i feel very honored that i get to do it it's sweet hopefully there'll be many more places all over the universe that i'll get to go to be a gecko and talk to people and i'll bring you guys with me and it'll be a good time all right hail satan Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.